Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Since September, we've been in a series on the Kingdom of Heaven, and I just want to recap the story so far that we've had. So Tom brought us the kingdom is at hand, John the Baptist preparing the way. Lizzie showed us the gospel, uh, how Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom, healing many of disease and delivering from demons. John Owen brought us the blessings of the Beatitude, the kingdom belongs to the poor in spirit. And Andy A, not to be confused with Andy B, brought us the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come. And Sam Board brought us how to seek first the kingdom, by giving our worries to the Lord because he cares for us. If he cares for the sparrows, how much more would he care for you? Even when it comes to pizza, and um, whether it's in the Heatons or Rudy's, which is the best pizza, by the way. And last week, Alicia brought us the parable of the sower. How not all who hear will be changed. The kingdom is revealed and concealed at the same time. Some respond and are productive and grow, producing fruit. Others sadly will reject. And today's passage picks up where we left off in last week in Matthew 13. It's in two sections, this book one parable. And it's Matthew 13 verses 24 to 29 to start with. And I'll be reading from the ESV and it should also be on the screen. So verse 24. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping... His enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the house, of the master of the house, came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? Well, he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you pull up the wheat, the wheat among with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So what does Jesus mean? Does Jesus leave it to the disciples to decipher? No. Last week, we saw the power of the sower. Jesus revealed to the disciples the meaning of this parable and he does the same here so if we jump down to verse 36 so they left the crowds and went into the house and the disciples came to Jesus saying explain to us the parable of the weeds Jesus answered the one who sows the good seed is the son of man the field is the world and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom the weeds are the sons of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil The harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are angels. Just as weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. Waiting is not something we enjoy too much. 
Our, our society demands answers five seconds ago. What's happening there? What's the latest score, which I'm switching off between half four and half six today? <laughs> Who's winning in Ukraine? What is that person really like? We want quick information and quick decisions, leading to hasty conclusions made by people always wanting more. And then we come to today's text, and we enter a whole other world. It's farming. Crops, not, not crops, crops take time to grow. Results are not instant. It takes longer than the five minutes in Farmville, or whatever game it is, to see seed turn into what it's meant to be. And here the Lord Jesus uses the example of wheat. And there's more than one type of wheat, and it takes from three months to eight months to mature, to see the fruit. And it takes time. And Jesus is telling us the same thing with these powers, that those who claim to be of the kingdom will take time to show their fruit. It follows on this power from the sower and the seed. In that parable, Jesus had explained to the disciples, the seed is the word, and the types of ground are how the word is received by the hearers. But here we get a different, a, a different picture, a different analogy. The seed is no longer the word, but the people. Verse 36 explains that the church isn't confined to one field, it's not one country, as it were, but it's scattered throughout the world. And the earth is the Lord's. If the man who sows, in verse 24, is the son of man, Jesus is saying, I own everything. Yet we know from Hebrews, when we, when we did Hebrews back at the start of the year, and chapter 2, that not everything is yet in his control. We do not see everything yet subjected to him. Why? Because the enemy turns up. He's turned up, he still turns up, and he sows something else. He not only comes now, but he came in the garden. In trying to overthrow God, Lucifer came and spread doubt and lies and spread disharmony between God and the ultimate pinnacle of his creation, humanity. In choosing Satan's cunning over God's limits, good limits, sin and death entered the world. In Jesus' day, we see that coming through the power in the power of the soil, how the frogs through from the power of the soils with consistency. Hostile response that some had to the message of the kingdom showed to who they belonged. Here the watch was asleep, and the devil sows into the same field as the, as the Son of Man sows. And that growth looks very much like true growth. It looks very similar until the very end. The sower knows his seed is good. And what the enemy sows isn't revealed for some time. Now I'm only going to explain one Greek word today because it's not, we're not in Greek theology class. Um, the word is Zinzanian. Um, Matthew uses it. And we often translate it as wheat or tares. That plant that looks sort of like the genuine, but it's not like our, it's not like our garden wheat. This looks very similar to real wheat. It's, it's actually more like counterfeit. And some counterfeits are really bad. And some are amazing that they almost feel the professionals. There's a picture there of the difference between the two. But I've got a story from when I worked in when I when I worked in retail when I was when I was studying. And I got given a whole stack of five pound notes. And in the middle of these five pound notes was a was a was a dodgy one. But it was that bad that when you know the real thing and you've got this fake one, it was on normal paper. <laughs> um, 
and they tried to and they, thread, they tried to thread tin foil through the um, through to give it a metal strip. It was so bad, and it was handed in the middle of all the notes. But when you know the real when you when you start to know the real thing, then you can tell the difference. But until the and then coming back to this, until the flower and the two look the same, they're mixed in the same fields. Their roots are intertwined. They're growing closely together. The false we can sometimes look as good, if not better, than what is genuine. Now then the master servants come and they've woken up and they're now seeing the state of the field and they're shocked. What's happened? What's gone on? Wasn't the wheat good? Let's rip it up quickly. Let's get rid of it. But Jesus says no. Bit of a surprise, but he says no. Because, and it's not to us he's saying no, to the angels. We are not. The, we are not the servants in this in this in this passage. We are we are the wheat or, or the weeds. We are those of the field and the angels are the reapers. And in Luke's gospel, we get a story from Luke about what happened one time when Jesus was going into a into a village. And it's in Luke chapter nine, and it should come up on the screen. Verse fifty-one. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to Jerusalem, and he sent messages ahead of him who went and entered the village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked James and John and they went off to another village. So this is, I think it complements this really well, this idea that James and John, who were also the sons of thunder, they want to deal with this themselves. They want to, they're not showing the mercy and the grace of the gospel in the heat and passion of youth and their own sinful flesh. It's making them overreact to the point they were willing to condemn a whole village to death. But Jesus has compassion and mercy. The same is true in Matthew 13. The angels, servants, want to do the harvest before it's time. And the harvest is the right time to separate. It's the end of the season. Everything's gathered in properly. Like the parable further down about the good and the bad fish being gathered in together, it's too dangerous to throw bad fish back while you're still fishing. You bring in the nets, you empty them, and then you separate. And the same is true for the harvest. But when is the harvest? Well, Jesus tells us the harvest is the end of the world. When Jesus, when Jesus comes again, the time when the God-ordained separation of good and bad takes place. Until then, no human effort is to be made to cause such separation. That is God's work as ruler and judge of the universe. But we shouldn't stretch that too far. If fruit has made itself clear beforehand, then there are times when we deal with it. We correct false teaching. We, we point out the wrong of certain doctrines. Paul in the Galatians tells them off for abandoning the faith and following the Judaizers. John has harsh words for Diotrephes and the Nicolaitans. And Paul issues discipline in Corinth because there is what has been manifested. He can see what is there. He knows there is, it's, it's revealed. This isn't hidden. This is what is revealed. We can decide that it's not loving to correct error once it's revealed, and, and then the weeds become even more tightly mixed in 
I have a preaching. Correction is needed, not condemnation. Paul issues, the Apostle Paul issues wise discipline and correction so that those under it might return remorseful and repentant towards God and seeking to worship him again. And their reaction to correction would shine a light on who they really were. It's God's work and he does it because he wants to protect his people. And many have been hurt over the, over the past 2,000 years by Inquisition-style treatment of being called in and interrogated for things that aren't revealed, that, that are in their hearts, that people gossip and whisper about and try and drag up. We want to drag everyone's name through the mud and make out that we are somehow the righteous ones. Those, and dig at everything, no matter how small, to throw people down. But we know the world isn't right because of sin. And God has appointed a time to deal with that. He knows when that time is. He alone will deal with the remaining symptoms of the curse. So in our waiting, if the church's role is not to do the harvesting, then what is it to do? Matthew gives the clear words of Jesus in his last chapter. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We call this often the Great Commission. It's the role given to the church, using our gifts, our talents, time, resources to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world to repeat the same gospel back to the church as well that we all need a saviour it's the vision it's the only vision churches need to call out to the world to all people that there is salvation in no one else for no other name under heaven is given among men by which we can be saved by which we must be saved Jesus is the only way that God changes weeds into wheat He's a transforming God. We all once walked contrary to God's way. But he came and changed us. And wants to see our ongoing transformation. The fact that we are 2,000 years from the opening ceremony, from the inauguration of the kingdom, means that God has been patient and shows mercy. We know the end of the age will come. And the warning is clear. The weeds, bad fish, will be rejected. And this is a parable with a warning. There are consequences. Jesus gives us the warning. And if Jesus has given us the warning, we must listen. The end for the weeds is the fire. And the end for those without Jesus as Saviour and King is eternity separated from God and His goodness. And we get a graphic warning of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Unlike the furnace of Daniel's day when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego ended up in there, the fourth man in the fire won't be there. The consequences of a life rejecting the mercy of God are now revealed. The good things that they had in life now evaporated. But that's the warning. And it's real and great. Yet the remedy is greater. The message of Jesus brings us from death to life. From being children of darkness to children of light. We all need Jesus. We all need to reflect on where we stand before God. The kingdom of heaven is an upside-down kingdom. That sees a mission come not by birth, not by ethnicity, not by wealth, not by human goodness, 
not by any steps that we can take or enlightenment or any, any other way. It's not by any of our endeavour. It comes by accepting that Jesus is Lord. Because if we confess with the mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And we know the famous, many of us know the famous words in summary that we find in John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus comes as saviour, because we know that the, whoever believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of Jesus. Jesus comes to save, he comes to bring life. We were dead in our sins, but have been made alive by Jesus' sacrifice. God, being perfect, made the way back for his creation. Not by endless sacrifices, not by our own works, but by the one completed work of Jesus. Jesus went to the cross. He'd taken on himself the sin of you and me, and it was God who bridged the gap. Jesus is a better Jacob's ladder. He came down and went back up so that we can enter the joy and rest of his kingdom. He's a greater David. He defeated the greater giants of sin and death. He's a greater Joshua. He restores the, f the fullness of the kingdom. He's a greater Adam. His rule and reign is complete and perfect. And he's a better Moses. He brings all his people safely home. Some running, more walking, others crawling. crawling. Those with a limb. No piece of wheat looks exactly the same. The kingdom has come and is to be fully laid out in its glory. That newness, that creation, longs and groans to see. This creation currently has death and decay, weeds and whirlwinds, famines and wars, and it will all be made new. And God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There'll be no more sickness, no more death, for death is swallowed up in victory. The one who sowed the spurious seed in prison forever, banished forever. Around the throne, there will be everyone of every nation, tribe and tongue, worshipping God. And where will we be? Will we be with Jesus in his kingdom or with the banished one? Mm.